0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Hello, Facebook Live. Uh, do you want me to say hello back? Yeah, yeah, go on. Say hello to Facebook Live. Uh,
0: hello to you or to Facebook Live? It's
2: Facebook Live, of course.
0: Hello, Facebook hello, Live. Hello,
2: hello to the world, podcasters, <laughs> Facebook Livers, rugby fans in general from the Egg Chaser shipping container in London. Yeah, <laughs> how is the
1: shipping container?
2: The TMO shipping container in London is uh, it's had intermittent Wi-Fi, but it sounds like it's good now.
1: Yeah, pr- pretty good
0: now. Yeah, the shipping container was re- relatively unused in the two big games this weekend.
1: Um, yeah, I don't... was There's one held up... Who is held up?
2: Anyway, let's not talk about held up tries now. It's just a
1: bloody (laughs) introduction, isn't
2: it? All I I can say about that is it was used far too much in a Barbarians game. It shouldn't be needed in a Barbarians game.
1: No, it really shouldn't. You're You're absolutely right there. Agreed.
2: Um, Also, what shouldn't be
1: used is idle chit-chat during the uh, introduction. So, hands in, boys. (laughs) Metaphorical pod pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. Pod. Hello and welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. On this, the start of a new dawn, the start of the reign of the Exeter Chiefs. We'll be talking about <laughs> Harry Williams, Henry Slade, Ollie Devoto, Dol- Dolman, Matt Jess, even though he, d- he didn't play, Turner, even though he didn't play, Jack Knoll, we'll be talking about all of them. But I'm also joined by Philip, hello. Hello, Jonathan. And of course, Timothy. How are you, Timothy.
2: I'm very well, thank
1: you. Now, before we get into this, remember, you can find us on ACAST, uh, on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast. But most importantly, you can find us by leaving us a small review on um, on iTunes, much like one of our listeners has already done. Isn't that right, Tim?
2: That is correct. A five-star review left by El Stantio, whose review is titled hashtag LTBP, and then says, five stars, 3 mank Manc-ish lads attempt to <laughs> overcome their jealous, grief fueled lust for Jacques Berger's <laughs> wizened face through the sale of precision-imported German razors. <laughs> yeah, very their good. Bl- <laughs> their blunt, thinly-veiled Brexit bants and political posturing only adding to the uneasy tension. They're as... <laughs> <laughs> lo- love your 15
1: today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> as JB spouts a bizarre mix of anti-globalist far-right ideology fixated on watching boys play,
1: yes. Phil... Let them play.
2: (laughs) Phil mediates, even, not meditates. Phil mediates (laughs) by quietly quoting IBM pitch tracker statistics with calm bitterness. Tim (laughs) attempts to apologise for the general atmosphere in the room while espousing his own anti-free trade and immigration stance on World Rugby (laughs) Employment Law. (laughs) That's very good. And all the the while, desperately clinging to the hope he might be the next John Inverdale. Utter nonsense. (laughs) utter,
1: Utter nonsense, Tim. Quite, quite but still, still five stars, of course. Yeah.
2: Well, one more thing to mention as well is we got a tweet from Justin Woolen, who was refereeing a game between Old Ruts Rugby Club and Gowerton Rugby Club, and yeah. said that he can only assume that Old Ruts Rugby Club all listened to Egg Chasers because during the game, while he was refing, all they kept saying was let the boys play.
1: Exactly. Good lads. That's all they need to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's like the... Um... That's like, do you know when people are watching scrums and they don't know and you've got that one phrase? Like, uh, he's boring in, he's boring in. We <laughs> only need one, one phrase for refs now, and that's just let the boys play. Binding on the
2: arm. Binding bind- on the arm, what? Binding on the arm. The wrong bind. I like the always the man in the stand just going, every time, ref. Every, every time. time. They're if, doing it every time. What are
1: they doing? Every time they're doing it. <laughs> if you ever watch rugby league, there's always the shout, get them back 10. They're not back 10. Get them back 10. <laughs> Uh, oh, can we talk about Rugby League later? Uh, maybe. Have you got enough time? We've got a lot to talk about this week. Yeah, yeah. Wh- where should we start? Should we should we obviously start with what I consider, you know, one of the best victories ever to happen in the history of, well, <laughs> sport really. <laughs>
0: Scarlet's <laughs> Munster.
1: Yeah, you know, well, what a weekend for that to happen too, actually. You know, just as I'm about to wax lyrical about, about Exeter, that was also quite some game. Hell of a game, hell of a performance from Scarlett. Actually, before we get into this, you were at the game, weren't you, Tim?
2: I was at Exeter the Wasps Exeter game, yeah, at Twickenham. Did you win win your fight with Andy Good? Uh, it was a, it was a draw,
1: score draw. Oh. I think the winner
2: the winner on the day was Borislav, who made an appearance. <laughs> Did he on the, on the stage in the fan village at Twickenham? Yes, that's what the fans really want to see, isn't it?
0: I saw a co- le- couple of pictures of that. looked interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, he led a he dressed up. Uh, an Exeter and a Wasp fan uh, and then led a dance-off on the stage in front of <laughs> thousands of people in the fan village. Good
0: lad. <laughs> um, any news on where Boris Lav is off next year?
2: Off London Irish, mate. Yeah, he's off to London Irish. We announced that. Oh, no, 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 no. But Boris Lav is, uh, is not a rugby player at all, but um, someone he spent a lot of time with, Petra Duplessis, is uh, definitely... We announced that about November. Never seen them in Irish. the same room, just saying. Yeah, true. Uh, so... You were obviously on the
1: fan stage uh, with Goody. Um, did you get inside the game or did you have to
2: watch it from outside? I did both. I, I, I could get inside. How? Um, I could, I, could, I got into the game and then um, and then I watched the second half from the outside on some crash mats in front of the big screen. Oh, cool. Park. It was nice. It was um, so, go on, so go gone then. As you were there, uh, give me your in-person take
1: of what of how you think it all, all unfolded.
2: Well, I'll I'll tell you what, I I can add to that. I mean, the the atmosphere was was as good as any rugby game I've ever seen and both sets of fans were an absolute credit. Mm. Both clubs are outstanding clubs. What I I loved was the the two storylines coming into it. Either way you looked at it, it was going to be a really special occasion uh, and a special outcome because Wasps, where they were five years ago... Absolutely. ...to where they are now, it was kind of fitting that they were coming back to London for this big game and they were uniting the, the... the new fans from the West Midlands and the the old fans from London, and and then of course the Exeter story is amazing. I, th- I think one thing, definitely when you look down the Wasp squad, and I was looking through the programme. Lots of people have been a bit cynical about Wasp, saying, oh, they just they've just been buying success and all the rest of it. How many homegrown players have they brought through? Much like Saracens, it's um, both quality clubs. That's a good question. How many pl- homegrown players have they bought bought through? The the vast majority. Wade
1: Daly, Wade, Bassett. Yeah, Wade. S- no, S- no, ba- Bassett's not, Bassett's from somewhere from the championship I think. Bedford.
0: But he wasn't he Was he led- academy and then went to Bedford and then went back, to- back? Yeah. Back to Wasps Academy.
1: No, it, I think it's a perfectly fair fair point. That club has been through all sorts recently. I mean, they always famously say don't they die young had to spend his own money on I think physio equipment at one point. Yeah. And I think also the commentator's mentioned they had a game, it was London Irish, what, five years ago just to stay in stay in the Premiership. So it is a fantastic story.
2: But, how, but I think every neutral got the outcome they wanted in terms of storylines. Oh. You're not know, going to find a better one. Tell you what, at, at full time of that game,
1: uh, I was devastated already for the team that would lose it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: It was just, it was such a, an intriguing clash of styles as well. And I have been a little bit down on wasps. I've said a lot about, I don't think they're particularly good team. I think they're more about talent than teamwork. But they held out tremendously well. Yeah.
0: Their defence was exceptional. for Exeter, one point, was it 34 or 37 phases? Yeah. Uh, and the Wasp defence during that period was brilliant because Exeter, when they get, we said it lots of times this season, when they get so close to the line, and Saracen's experienced this in the semi-final a week ago, when they get so close to the line, they are devastating. <sighs> they really are, aren't they? Yeah.
1: I mean, maybe my favourite passage of play since sailed spent <laughs> seven minutes in the corner of the recreation ground in Bath was that 32-phase passage of play. Oh, it was good. It was <laughs> so good. I mean, the discipline and the precision to pull that off and the fitness and the dedication. Oh, yeah. From, that, from both sides as well. Yeah. And, you know, it just meant that Wasps basically couldn't compete at the breakdown. Um, they couldn't compete at the breakdown because... Um, because Exeter were just
2: so incredibly ferocious. Oh, it was it, it was amazing. It it was amazing to watch. There was one element of that though that I, I will say I think that it, fine margins in cup finals and I uh, think Exeter played a, a so this, 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 this they narrowed and simplified their game a a five, 10% more than they normally would do. Do you and think as a result, in the second yeah, round no, de- definitely do the, like yeah. the fact that they went through 32 34 yeah. phases is because they were not really doing anything other than kind of one out, generally one or two out crash. and I mean, That's not under criticism no. at all. I'm saying that they made less mistakes on the day. Wasps made, it was an error-strewn first half. Do oh, you think first
1: half especially. Yeah, I mean, Wasps can't hold on to the ball. If they hold, they look far more dangerous with the ball in hand than Exeter, providing they could hold on to it. And they just couldn't. They managed to hold on yeah. to it twice and they scored two tries. Um, tell me this then. Um, do you think Exeter, I mean, Phil spoke about this last night. Do you think that they um, tightened up deliberately in the second half more than the first.
2: Um, no, no, no. I think it. I just felt it was a, again, not a criticism, but I just felt that they, pulled, that they reined it in a little bit from the way they normally play, because they figured that actually, don't give Wasps the ball, and you, and you negate them quite a lot. So they. They just went for a kind of possession, whereas I think they'd attack a little bit more, with a little bit more flair and a little bit more invention earlier. Mm. They actually just they didn't they just didn't bother doing that generally. I think that was the the way they approached the game, which was demonstrated by the fact they selected Devoto at twelve and left Slade on the bench. I think Devoto is a better player. I think that I think that, that that's why they that's why they picked him.
1: Devoto was class.
0: Devoto is a hell of a player. Yeah. they they're, they're both good. They, certainly. A couple of years ago, I would have thought of them as the same type of player, but it seems like Devoto has added a little bit of physicality. Yeah, he, he can offer that more direct running.
2: Yeah, Devoto
1: can do all the kind of Henry Sladey things, like the throwing of the ball and you know uh, the clever chips. But you're right; he's got he's got that bigger frame, and he uses it now. He he does use it.
0: I I think you're right, though, Tim. I think it comes down to um, to risk and reward. So, Exeter know that. Certainly, against most teams in the league, they can attack from almost anywhere and they 're likely to score. yeah, the problem is if you try and attack from anywhere against wasps and drop the ball oh, get yeah, turned yeah. over you you 're done they, they turn over ball they can score from anywhere, and you saw them even on the halfway line, even just inside their own half they were they were playing rugby they were they were reluctant to kick it away because wasps would be so dangerous, but they were playing this kind of low risk um almost one-out rugby,
1: to prevent the turnover to us. And that's exactly what you were saying, Tim. Do you know what it reminded me of a little bit? And this sounds a bit silly. But they reminded me of the way that Toulon play their rugby.
2: Okay. Yeah, really really muscular game. Yeah, really
1: muscular, really simple. You know exactly what they're going to do, but you can't stop it. And I think the difference being is Toulon obviously rely a lot on star power and a lot of probably bigger runners. But where Exeter have the advantage is their clear-out game is so spectacularly good. Yeah, I mean people don't don't talk about that enough. It it's an art
2: in itself. Oh yeah. Um, just a, a couple of great a couple of great stuff. Oh, sorry, go on, Phil. You're gonna you're gonna say something. There. Go on. Well,
0: I'm just gonna highlight uh, some of the individual performances through some of the statistics in the game.
1: Oh, some amazing stats here. Go on. Yeah.
0: So top carries. Anyone wanna have a guess? I think JB. You already know this.
1: Yeah, I do already hey,
2: know it. Not Nathan Hughes then.
0: Uh
1: no. Oh, we need to talk about him.
0: Nathan Hughes was magnificent in the first half. Uh,
2: and and, I, and in second half to be fair. Yeah,
0: he he was by far Wash's best player in the first half. Yep. But All right. Top,
2: Na- top carries, Don Armand.
0: Uh, Don Armand carried 19 times for 37 meters. He was third top. So Don Armand 19 carries. Woodburn and Knoll, both 20 carries amazing! Wow. For, for 84 and 129 metres, respectively. Thomas Waldrum made 37 carries for 106 yards. 37 carries is incredible. 37 yeah.
1: carries for 106 yards. Now, I'm not going to do the maths on that, but that's not very many yards per carry, is that's it? Jamie, that's Jamie Roberts.
0: It is. It is Jamie, Jamie. Roberts' uh, metres per carry. But he was... M- he was only really carrying in heavy traffic,
1: and also from from kick, uh,
0: from kicks. He he hardly received any kicks, though. I remember him carrying one or two, maybe one or two, but not many. Probably accounted for <laughs> most of his yards. So good <laughs> boys and the rest of it.
2: What I can tell you about uh, Thomas the Tank is he was one of the players that came onto the stage in the car park after the game um, uh, to sort of greet the crowd and, and everything, and he was absolutely out on his feet. He was so <laughs> tired. <laughs> I just went. Thomas, you're a, you're a Premiership champion. How do you feel? He went, "Thank could mate." Nack it. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. all he could muster. He 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 did a he can't he led a tomahawk chop with the crowd, but he just looked like a, I mean a hundred minutes of rugby in that heat and yeah. that intensity. Wow.
0: Yeah. Um, and another individual performance. So, this guy, he made the most carries for Wasps. He made. The most meters for wasps, he made the most clean breaks for wasps. I... And he made the most tackles for wasps.
1: I don't know this, but I'm guessing it's it's little Jimmy. It's got to be Nathan Hughes. Little little Jimmy. Little Jimmy as he's always gonna be known from now on. So, so most clean
0: breaks, most meters made, most carries, and most tackles. Right. Okay. That is incredible.
1: Let's just stop here here with little, with little Jimmy. To be nice news.
0: No, it, little Jimmy. Little Jimmy. little Jimmy. It little Jimmy. All all of those stats.
1: Wow. Remarkable. Now, me and Phil again had another one of these conversations. I'm gonna step out of this. I want to hear your view on this, Tim. Phil, tell Timothy about your Cipriani thoughts.
0: So I, I think Cipriani has been probably the weakest player in that wasp back line. And he's almost uh, unnecessary to have him in because Jimmy Gopeth is doing the work of two men. He's playing inside centre and he's also playing 10. Mm. Uh, I think, <laughs> well, if I was that young, I would be encouraging Cipriani to take a deal at Toulon or somewhere else to free up some space in my, in my uh, salary cap.
2: They could, they could offer him back to sale, maybe.
0: Something like that, perhaps, but yeah. I just that, think
2: that would be an interesting
1: idea for for Di Young to try. Well, it's all. I wonder if they've had contact Cipriani and Diamond. I wonder if there's anything going on there. Anyway, uh, watch this space. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but I disagree with Phil. I think um, Danny Cipriani's actually been a bit of a steady hand on the hand on the tiller. He had a nightmare against Leinster, but I think it's that, Danny Cipriani's discipline which is allowing Jimmy Gopth to cut free and do everything that he's doing. When you say his discipline. He's not actually doing anything. Well, that's, dis- that's a discipline in <laughs> its own, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, one way of
2: describing it.
1: No, I, I think you're doing him a bit, a bit of a disservice there. I, I think he is freeing up Jimmy Goppel
2: to do all the things that he's doing. But, yeah, I mean, that's not a take away from Jimmy Goppel. No, you're always going to get moments from Danny Cipriani where he, he does an, a, a blinding break or a brilliant little chip. Those You're always going to get those moments. But... Mm. I'm inclined to be. I'm, I'm going to take a very Phil position and be somewhere in the middle. I know exactly what Phil's talking about, and actually, yeah, I, if you could, if you could have a really good twelve, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't see a place for for sippers in in that side. Let yeah, me, let, that
0: that would be my caveat. Let me that throw, you need a good twelve.
2: Let me throw
1: this in the mix. Isn't Jimmy Gopper the league's best twelve anyway? Uh,
0: he's the league's best twelve and the best ten
1: and possibly the best 13, and maybe 15. <laughs> yeah. He's been the best player every single game he's played. Good old little Jimmy. Now, apparently he can't play for England, because it sound like an under-16s appearance or an under eighteen. under tw- is un- right, okay. Yeah, something, something like that. So they can't have him for the Lions or for England, which is a shame, because I'd like to see him get a senior cap.
0: Yeah, it's passed him by, unfortunately. Caps,
2: caps aren't like cub badges you get for... For, mer- for like doing something good that, that like i am always amazed that the the nationality part of getting a national cap is of no consequence to
1: to you jb no none um <laughs> i'll tell you what though there is a guy who takes his nationality very seriously and he has had it almost as a badge of honor and that's phil dolman and i can't wait for him to can't wait for him to get his first cap well, he's not going. He's, he's not going to now. He's injured. Oh, uh, replaced by Rhys Patchell. Oh, is that official? Yeah. Oh, how devastating! Oh, I, I, know. That- I know. I saw oh. him go off. I, it didn't look that bad, but obviously it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really such a shame. Because that
0: was his one chance to pick up a cap. You feel?
1: Yeah. I think Ireland should do the right thing and cap Steenson. I know. I mean, that what is pe- simply the right thing to do, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Just, just even, just purely for the. Even if it's just the, just saying that, stand down Johnny for one, because he deserves a cap, and then back back to business as normal. Well, are they taking? Who are they taking this year on tour? Is it Madigan? Is Madigan going or?
0: Uh, I don't think Madigan's going, but um have the... Paddy Jackson and Carberry are definitely Carberry, going. Carberry, That's the one.
1: Yeah, so I mean, maybe if a fly half goes down in the Ireland tour, or if a fly half goes down in the Lions tour, he might get a call up. It's hard. Yeah. To it's hard
2: to see, isn't it? What a giant pair of clackers Gareth Steenson has got. Love him. Absolutely yeah. love him.
0: Yeah. He was brilliant, wasn't he? Uh,
2: so lovely like he said that he was thinking of his late father just before he took that kick. He uh, there was there was a brilliant scene of him putting his child in the Aviva Premiership trophy. And there's there's no one really that yeah there's no one really that kind of characterizes only well Rob Baxter and Gareth Steenson. Which one of those two, if you were going to make a Hollywood movie out of Exeter Chiefs' story, who would be the main character? Because it would be a toss up between Rob Baxter and Gareth Steenson for me. Oh, it's mm. Baxter, surely. I think Baxter. Who would play them? <laughs>
0: Good question. Oh. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Rob Baxter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, I reckon Dwayne the Rock Johnson is Gareth Steenson. Can you imagine how stupid that would be? <laughs> Trying to teach The Rock basic rugby skills. Well, Gareth Steenson looks a little bit like Matt
2: Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon's, uh, yeah, Matt a Damon's
1: not, a bad, not a bad shot for Steenson. Yeah, I was thinking um, Dolph Lundgren for uh, <laughs> a, 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 for Baxter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and who's that? Ma- the massive Marvel character could play Mitch Lee's. What's that um I can't remember which one
1: it is. Oh I know um yeah, I know exactly who you mean, but I it's anyway. Incredibles. Is that,
2: no, jug- yeah, yeah, that yeah well, do you, well,
0: whoever. Do you mean Juggernaut from uh Yes from the Marvel film? Hang on, isn't Juggernaut
2: yeah.
1: in X Men, isn't that um Vinny Vinny Jones? I think he does play him at, at some point. We're not having Vinny Jones as Mitch Lee's, so you can forget that. Uh, no, who no, does the right, actually, you're right. who that's, does that's, the that's other
0: Kudmore brother play? He plays Mitch, oh, Lees. Yes. Mitch Lees. Mitch Lees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Colossus.
1: <laughs> Colossus. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, um, exit to
2: the Chiefs the movie. Oh, oh yeah, de- definitely. Like Zac Efron could be Henry Slade. L- like it? <laughs> yeah. I would go with a
1: cast with only WWE stars. <laughs> Make sure that the acting yeah. is of a nice high quality and the physiques are roughly equivalent. Triple H as Harry Williams. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Same hair. Uh,
2: well, yeah. Old school Triple H. Old, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah.
0: not new, not current Triple H. Yeah.
2: Who'd Stone Cold be? Um, is, there, is there any bald men in that? Yeah. Um, Yandel. Jack, yeah, Jack, Jack Yendall, Yendall is uh, Stone Cold. They'd, it, they'd have to work on the West Country
1: accents. That would that, be fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, oh, yeah. Jack so, Knoll Jack Jack could be Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean yes. character.
1: That's a very good shout. Yeah. That is a very, very good shout. Um, so, shall we move on to... Actually, Actually, I've got some very, very important news regarding a team that didn't play yesterday. Do you want to hear it? Uh, it de- depends which team it is. Uh, it's, Do it, I need to get the bell ready? No, you don't. Okay. But before that, maybe Tim could talk about Cornerstone.
2: I would love to talk about Cornerstone. They are a mail-order razor company, and in our humble opinion, and in the opinion of many, many, many egg chasers who are joining us on the Cornerstone train. We've heard about the Slade train. Get on the Cornerstone train.
1: Uh, sorry, uh, Tim. Because... I'm going to have to interrupt you. Because I've, I've just had a thought. Uh, I'm going to ask everyone not to buy a Cornerstone Razor this week. If that's okay with you. Why is that? Because if you were thinking of buying a Cornerstone Razor, I want you to consider to do something else. I forgot to mention this last week, but I'll mention it this week. Do you, have you heard of a guy called B- Billy Woof? Yes. I, I have, yeah. So I'll just fill the listeners in to who Billy Wolf is. Billy Wolf plays a couple of leagues uh, above myself. for uh, for Birkenhead Park, and a few weeks ago, unfortunately, he was playing against, uh, I can't remember who it was, I think it was Penrith in a playoff final, dislocated his knee, and due to complications, has had to have his lower lower leg amputated, which is absolutely horrendous. And it's kind of struck a chord with me, because it could literally be anyone that plays the game at an amateur level, or even a a semi-pro level, I know most of our listeners are around that level. So, if you were considering buying a Cornerstone razor, I'd ask you kindly not to do that, but actually to go to his Just Giving page because I think it's it's things like this which can make a real difference. So, if you go and have a look for Billy Woof on Just Giving, give it yeah. a quick quick Google. Um, yeah. Maybe for this week, put your Cornerstone money there.
0: I think that's a very very good thing to do. It's
2: yeah. So, um, Billy Woof. JustGiving.com, all the, all the details there. I think we tweeted about it as well, so go and find out on there if you, if you have any trouble. I, I would I I would also point out, not 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 wanting to don't don't choose if you're choosing one on the all the other, choose both by all means choose both. Absolutely, um, if if that's if four pounds for to try out a Cornerstone razor is beyond your means this week, put all your everything into Billy Worth. But I'll just let you know anyway, the Cornerstone is without any question the best razor on the market, and because you listen to us for just four pounds which is less than a price of a pint and it's probably about the same as a packet of pork scratchings at twickenham then all you need to do is go to cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers that's cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg 10 at checkouts and you will get delivered to you a free aluminium engraved cornerstone shaft in a presentation box with six beautiful razors and you can get what we believe, and what many, many Egg Chasers also are getting on board with us and believing is the best Razor out there. Uh, yes, quite.
1: Now, there wasn't just one final this weekend, uh, was was there Chaps?
0: There certainly wasn't.
1: So uh, I did a little uh, bit of music for, uh, for for the Chiefs. There you go. Congratulations, of course, to Lennethley Scarlets, who did what we thought was the, well, undoable. Is that even, is that the impossible? (laughs) Yeah. The impossible. To go to Dublin twice, play two Irish teams back-to-back, and two comfortable victories. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, It's absolutely incredible. We had someone on on Twitter contact us and say, actually, this was an even more impressive victory than um, Connacht. Which I don't believe it was, actually, but that's what they say. Because, actually, they spend even less money than Connick do. Wow. Uh, it was... Uh, I mean, did you get to see the whole game? Yes. Did you see the whole game, Tim? I think, Tim, think Tim's gone. Hello, Tim. Anyway, I'll just stop us get, getting interrupted. <laughs> you can talk about whatever you want now, <laughs> TV. Yeah. So, did you watch Sail Sharks on the weekend? <laughs> uh, th- this is a, This is quite a special team, I feel. Yeah. I don't know how they do it, but I was watching the game and it reminded me of a training game uh, that you'd play, you know, during d- during mid-season where you only allowed one defender in the Y channels. And Munster were that team.
0: Yeah. That was that was what was probably most startling for me was particularly in that first half, just how easy it was for Scarlets to get the overlap. cuz Munster seemed to be defending with all uh, their back three mm. in the deep. So they had a constant overlap, it, but it was—it felt like it was some brilliant play from Scarlets, but also Munster, as if they'd never watched Scarlets play. They'd never watched them play at all, and they didn't know how to defend.
1: Yeah, so I watch quite a lot of um, quite a lot of rugby, and if I see something I really, I'm really interested in, I'll fast forward it. Sorry, I'll, re- I'll rewind it, fast forward again, yeah, and work out what they're doing. I, I can't really work out how Scarlets are doing this. Well, it seemed
0: to me to be very simple hands, done very well at pace uh, and including forwards in the line. But then the wider men, so JD, uh, McNichol, Steph Evans, Liam Williams, just injecting pace uh, at the end. But they were allowed, it felt like they were allowed to do it because Munster. their defence wasn't set up to deal with it. Complete
1: uh, I completely agree. But I can't understand how they weren't set up to yeah. deal with it. Because it looked like an absolute rerun of the Leinster game.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I have only seen Scarlet's a handful of times this year, but they've not just they have not just played like that for the last two games. There must be an enormous
1: amount of game tape on them doing exactly that. Yeah. Um I, what does Fox John Cubby boy, not John Fox Davis. John no, not James. even John. James Cubby Boy Davis needs to do to go Wells Call up. I know it's almost like a cliche now. <laughs> uh it is. He was very good, wasn't he? He plays on the wing, he plays in the centre, he turned over everything. Yeah. Um he's not very big. other than that, he's very, very good. Yeah. Uh, he's playing in in a very good back row though.
0: A very well drilled, very very good pack. Very well organized, well drilled pack. Um and you've got him and Barkley, who are both kind of. Barkley's got eight on his back, but he's not Seven really a true years. eight,
1: yeah. Uh, do you know what? I, I spoke about Kibby Boy then. I thought Shingler was magnificent. He's been yeah. so good. I mean, apparently, he's out of contract. Really? Apparently, he's either out of contract or he's in the last year of his contract next year. Because the commentators kept on saying the first thing they should do is send that boy a new contract. Yeah. <laughs> and they should immediately send that boy a new contract. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um,.
0: Now, this game, correct me if I'm wrong, but we had some Lions watch in this game. Uh, okay, so the Lions are? So, Liam Williams. Yep. Fox Davis. Yep. Uh, and Conor Murray and uh, Stander and Omani. I kind
1: of felt that none of those boys had a great game. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that there's not a single Lions halfback with a trophy this year. Uh, oh, actually, well, Owen, Farrell. Owen Farrell. Yeah, but if, if he plays 12, yep. that kind of is technically correct, I, I guess. <laughs> um, because the others, they all... Well, they, well they've all lost. They've yep. all gone home empty-handed.
0: Yeah, including Laidlaw, who was in a final. Conor Murray, who was in a final.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's actually the worst of all worlds, isn't it? You have to play the final and then lose. And the, yeah, yeah.
0: So, ex- you get all those extra miles under the belt, all the extra bruises and bumps. Exactly.
1: Um, if... Say if someone goes down now, a uh, scrum half or centre, you've got to assume, haven't you, that the Scarlet's nine, Gareth-, Gareth Davis, must be must be in contention. Yeah. And Scott Williams, has he, has he done enough
0: to you know, change your opinion? Scott, Scott Williams can't be far off as a 12. I mean, who are the other options as 12s? Um, well, they're pretty, they're pretty limited anyway. Because England don't have one. Well, England have got uh, Farrell who's already called up. Mm -hmm. Dunbar. You'd suggest Scott Williams is ahead of Dunbar. Yep. Uh, Henshaw. Yeah, uh, completely agree. Or The Doctor. Scott Williams has got to be ahead of The Doctor. Oh,
1: I'll tell you someone who I didn't think played well. (laughs) Please. Yeah, so he's obviously a very good player, and people have been speaking about him. Um, Oh, hang on. We've got to stop, because Tim has sent us a message, and it says, stop... Let's see what let's see what let's see what Tim says. Hang on, Facebook Live. You um you can see how the sausage is made.
2: How weird.
1: And Tim's back. Uh yeah, Tim. I can tell you what what happened then. Do you want to know the technical ins and outs of podcasting? Yeah, go on. I played the *Scarlet* theme tune. And then I faded it all the way down, but I forgot that you're coming in on the same line, so I just faded you down. So we have been playing, <laughs> I've been playing with this for God knows how long, trying to get, trying to get you back. But here, here we are. <laughs> Great stuff. Sorry, mate. Um, no. I'll just finish off by saying... Uh, just,
2: just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I was listening all the time and, and a few, few few things I'll pick up on. Oh, yep. God, here you like, go. Like, we've got the latest bandwagon based on two games of Scarlet's Rugby JB's ever seen. And suddenly, he's now... Uh, no, I've what, seen two what, and a half What games? has Cubby Boy got to do to get a cap? <laughs> kind of that,
1: did I not Did I not clarify that last week? Which is, that is not my view. That is the view of the fans. Okay. Well, you're, you're, to, today
2: I, you said it like it was your own
1: view. Yeah, because I because I've appropriated it. That's what I've done. It's <laughs> okay. not my view. <laughs> like uh, Exeter
2: appropriated Native American. Exactly Indians. right. I've appropriated. Um... <laughs)>. <laughs> 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 so,
1: now, now I've also appropriated something else, Tim. Go on. Um, and I'll tell you after I finish talking about Francis Saeli, Sa- Sa- who I thought was pretty rubbish. Actually, he didn't have a great game. I, I think it is a bit unfair to single just him out well do you know what I think it is I think he's so good with ball in hand They're such a good runner they relied on him too much so it's like just give Saeeli the ball and hopefully we'll score there was no creative kind of prowess it was, it was literally just that so it was easy to deal with and made him look bad
0: well do you know what probably the most disappointing thing from a Munster perspective is they made a couple of breaks um, Saeeli made one Earls made one Connor Murray made one yep they broke through the first line of defence and there was no one in support Mm. Not a single player in support. The whole of the rest of the team kind of looked astonished that they've even made a break. Yeah. And they were the kind of things that could have brought them back into the game. I can't believe how... Is it fair to say Munster were bad?
2: Yeah, I think it is fair. Tim? Oh, uh, completely. I mean, I, I will caveat this by saying I was so mentally exhausted. Uh, after the extra game, that <laughs> I uh, I didn't pay as nearly as much attention to the Pro 12 final because I was I was just absolutely battered. But um, you were working, to be fair. Yeah, well, we were. It was, working. A long, <laughs> it was a long day as well. We were
1: watching the game. We are. That's what uh, we do. True. That, that is work. That is work. Um, now I told you I'd appropriated something. And this is going to be a bit of a waste because this is more for Tim's benefit than than anyone else's. But when finding some music for this segment, finding the um, finding the Music, right? I had to go on YouTube and I found this. So Tim's not going to be able to hear this, but Phil can. Okay. So this is the Scarlet's hymn, which I found on YouTube. I'll
0: turn it up a bit for you. Amazing. What? What is this? This This is like. It's 90 Euro pop mixed with a Welsh male voice choir singing a Scarlet's hymn.
1: What we're listening to, Tim, is. um, (laughs) What we're listening to is um, a dance music version of that
2: hymn. (laughs) That's very self you? Do you
1: want to turn Tim
0: back up? Is Tim oh, da- God,
2: yeah, sorry, I've turned <laughs> Tim down again.
0: Sorry, Tim. Stop the
1: music. Turn Tim up. Uh, I don't know how to stop it. It's my life of its own. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, hang on, it's just going to start again now. I don't know actually how to stop this. There you go, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's incredible. There's um there's that. There's the Caris Matthews version of it. There's loads of school children singing it. You can't actually get a good version of that hymn. Do you know when that version was made? I'm guessing 90s, I don't know. Yeah,
0: it feels 90s, but I've got a sneaking suspicion it might be quite a lot more recent than that. I think
1: it was played and performed by the people that originally wrote My Lovely Horse. (laughs) I think it's off the same album, I think you're right. (laughs) Um, Tim, I wish you could hear that, you'd love it.
2: Oh, I can't wait to listen back to the podcast. Um, (laughs) But by the way, just a quick reminder, subscribe to the podcast, because... It's like the Lion season is coming, and we're going to be starting our our Lions podcasts later this week with a proper preview of the of the first game and of the tour in general. And then we'll be doing loads of extra podcasts. So just get subscribed, and it'll they'll all get delivered straight to you. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, wait. There's, there's a few other things I want to share with you from uh, from Finals Day. Okay, go on. Uh, well, well, firstly, I had so much fun following. Exeter Chiefs players on Instagram doing their <laughs> Instagram stories. Henry Slade was uh, was a proper lad. He um, he was just doing loads of videos of and Instagram stories means they disappear after twenty four hours. But just loads of stuff on the bus. They they did let Exeter did let Sarah Elgan and a cameraman onto the bus for some of the homeward bound journey as far as Reading they went and uh, and just apparently it was just it was it was wild but i think you'd be safe reading by the time anyone got to swindon i think it'd be game over <laughs> uh, they were having a, they were having a great time sam burgess messaged henry slade and just said well done sladey naked bus slade's response was <laughs> D- does a bear shit in the woods <laughs> um, so nice. i think there's going to be lots of bearing in mind there was a cameraman on the journey home there's going to be some good footage coming out of bt sport soon the other thing i wanted to let you in on is that obviously that was the last game for the BT Sport team? So they had like rap drinks in the car park by the TV compound, and the ref, all loads of referees came to join and have a drink. So JP Doyle was there, who let the boys play. Uh, Wayne Barnes came along with his family. He wasn't involved for the first time in a decade, and there, there were a bunch of other refs. They cleaned everyone out of booze. They, they, they were like a, a swarm of locusts, they were in knocked back
1: a load of booze and then and then buggered off who who's this tim uh the refs the refs refs love free booze is that right yeah. and i can, I can imagine Doyle's though do you know son. when have you ever played against the police force at, at, at rugby i haven't I have. no I have. I have um and they might be the the most violent group group of people <laughs> ever ever to play rugby because I think they're just like letting off, like letting off steam. Yeah. But if yeah. you play against the police, you're going to get punched, and that <laughs> probably, probably, probably pepper sprayed too. Uh, so, I I kind of think it's probably the same with the referees. Like as soon as the, the match, you know, the season's over, they just let loose. Yeah. Drink everyone out of house and home. Probably you know a, a few offensive slurs to people. Start fights.
2: <laughs> so there was a table with all the all the booze set up, and and fair play, he was a top, he was a top lad, JP Doyle's son was like playing barman and basically if you put your beer down for a second and had a couple of sips out of it he'd, he'd pick it up and who's is this who's is this if no one claimed it straight away he just tip it away <laughs> <laughs> good lad <laughs> laugh. <laughs> love it also, he, he wanted the empties good for <laughs> him um, so there was, was lots of fun games um wayne barnes was having a very good night with his uh, with his wife and it seems like a really good fella but I can't. I, I won't say anymore because that's not my place to uh, um,
1: exactly well good on them well deserved and they've had a good season too so
0: yeah
2: I'll I, I tell you what I have prepared as a little maybe segue into whatever's next whether it's more chat about those games or something else um, because we're getting near to a general election I have prepared an election 15 which I'd love to run through go on go for it and then we'll do the quiz all yeah. right, and then I'd love to invite anyone that thinks I've got this wrong or yourselves to to tell me what you think. So my election fifteen is loosehead prop Diane Abbott. Wrong. Next. I, I worry about her remembering numbers for line-out calls. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> hooker Jeffrey Archer. He's very uh, at ease. Good with the arrows. Go, yeah, very very at ease going up with uh, go, uh, going up against hookers. Um, <laughs> hey,
1: <laughs> hang on, is that are you sure that's Jeffrey Archer? Have you got the wrong scandal?
2: Uh. I wasn't talking about a scandal, JB. I was talking about rugby. I've no right, idea. Right. Okay. About. Okay. Uh, tight head prop John Prescott. No, wrong. So, Second rows: Gordon Brown and David Davis. Okay. Six: Jeremy Hunt. like blind sides are generally hated by opponents, and they do a lot of <laughs> unseen work, yeah. whether that's tackling, rucking, or an alleg- a Jeremy alleged Hunt. corrupt deal yeah. with Rupert
1: Murdoch. Except for the different. Except for uh six sixes tend to engage with their opposition whereas Jeremy hunt wouldn't so (laughs) maybe maybe not a great example there.
2: okay seven tony blair because he's happy to push the laws to the very limit (laughs) like like the great richie he has been known to go too far and still not be punished for it Mm -hmm. Uh, number eight keith vaz keith vaz yeah like many great number eights he has a he has a nose for the white line (laughs) Are, are are you sure you got the right guy Keith Vaz. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nine, Emily Thornberry. Uh, ten, Ed Miliband. Great distribution skills, which mainly is... No, redistribution other...
1: skills, mate. Yeah,
2: re- Yeah. mainly votes to other political parties, but yeah. that, that hints he could be successful as a top-class fly-half. Uh, left wing, Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah. <laughs> Although, one, one point to make, not very strong on defence. <laughs> <Hey>, perfect <laughs> for the wing. <laughs> Twelve, Boris Johnson, crash ball centre. Yeah, we saw his destru- destructive defence in that Soccer Aid match. Yep, and in attack he'd run through any opponent, even if it was a small child.
0: Uh, yeah, Japanese schoolboy.
2: <laughs> he deserved <laughs> yeah. it. He deserved it. Thirteen. Now, thirteens often have an outside break, and at the first opportunity, this this politician would cut and run. Um, David Cameron. Okay. Uh, and he can also be social secretary. He's a big fan of initiation ceremonies. Yes, he is. Uh fourteen right wing uh Margaret Thatcher. No. And fifteen fullback, brilliant at retreating and completely changing position from one play to the next. Uh Theresa May. See, this way you're wrong, mate. Um tight head
1: prop, of course, is um is Margaret Thatcher. The lady's not for turning. And uh <laughs> On the other side is going to be Theresa May because you need a strong and stable platform. <laughs> <laughs> and also Keith, Keith, Keith Vaz is clearly um, is clearly the hooker, because uh, of course how else can um, how else can you protect your ears and, uh, unless it's with Vaz?
2: <laughs> nice.
1: But oh dear. There we go. That's that, that's high that's high quality banter you don't get anywhere else for good reason. <laughs> Too
2: right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right, Phil, you prepared a quiz.
0: I have prepared a quiz. Fire away, Great. mate. So. Uh, Pens and paper at the ready. OK.
1: Google. Yeah. It re- I mean, pens and paper at the ready, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah? <laughs> Tim, I trust you, and I've got my BDI on JB. Whatever. So, first question. Very simple. Name the two hookers who played for England yesterday against the Barbarians. <sighs> God damn it. So we'll, we'll run through all the questions and then run back. OK. Second question. Which year. Did the Italian teams first join the Pro 12?
1: Okay. Mm. Uh, yes, that's fine.
0: Question three. Who is the main shirt sponsor of Glasgow Warriors? Or who was this, this last season?
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Go on them?
0: Next question. Before Avicii and before Guinness, there were three uh, historical sponsors of the English Premiership. What
1: what were they? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and... and, Uh... uh, Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So... We've got the hookers, we've got...
0: Hookers, Italian teams in the Pro 12. Yep. Glasgow Warriors shirt sponsor. Yeah, okay. The three historical sponsors of the Avicii prior to Guinness and Avicii.
2: Guinness. We're never going to get sponsored by Aviva on this podcast.
0: (laughs) 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 But we might get sponsored by... By Avicii. By a Swedish house DJ. Which
1: arguably has better benefits than being sponsored (laughs) by an
2: insurer (laughs) quite possibly
0: okay next question Uh, where is this year's under 20s world cup going to be played it starts this week actually Uh, oh yeah got that one and which former Irish stars son has been named in the France under 20s world cup squad
2: Ooh, that's interesting.
1: France. Uh, uh, so it, oh, 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 okay. Easy. Done. Okay. Well, I can't remember his name, but I know who I want to say. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, got it. Oh, I have. I am walking away with this. Go on, next one.
0: Final question.
2: I don't feel good about this one.
0: Final question, and there are. 10 points available for this Ooh. so i'm going to tell you the surname of a rugby player y- yep i need you guys to tell me the first name and which club they play for easy so it's unique surnames Yep. i want the first name Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then, there are drinks from McDonald's.
2: Mix things up with
0: any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
2: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: And the club. You've got ten of them?
2: Okay. Uh, no, we've
0: got five of them. But yeah. there's, oh, two, yeah. there's two points for each. Okay. So, first one. Landman.
2: Are these players from anywhere?
0: Uh, From anywhere. From all over the world. Yeah. Mm. But they have unique surnames. Or I believe they're unique surnames.
2: I think (laughs) I know this one. Yeah, no I don't. So,
0: Landman. Tell me his first name and his club.
2: Hmm.
0: And they're all... These are all top-level rugby players. I'm not giving you... Tier seven rugby players,
1: yeah, like the good old days when we used to do fifteens. <laughs> yeah, when fifteens used, used to be fun. Who was the one that you got? Max Max Pepper. Max Pepper. Yeah,
0: who's <laughs> like a schoolboy.
1: Yeah, it turns out that his dad is actually like housemaster at Ampleforth or somewhere.
0: <laughs> okay, second one. Pyragos No. P. Yeah, I got that one. P Y R G O S. Okay, played with his brother. Did you? Yep. So first name and club. Number three, Slimani.
2: Oh, yes.
0: First name's a little bit tricky. Slimani. Slimani. Okay. Part of that very cute... uh, Like Chocky Choccy. Uweenie. Uweenie.
1: No, bless. Camille the Cat. Such a cute French front row. He's massive as well. <laughs> no, they're all massive. Yeah, but he, he's like, he he looks frighteningly massive. He's, he's quite muscular.
0: Actually, Slimane is actually relatively small for a tight yeah. head prop. Go on, next one. Next one. Giraldini. Uh, Giraldini, first name and club. Yeah. Okay. And finally, Combrink.
2: Oh, what's that one? Don't worry, mate. Um, I've,
1: I've, I've, I've got it. So if you need if you need to know, I can tell you later.
0: Com Brink. <sharp inhale> Spelled comb. C-O-M-B-R-I-N-C-K. Do we get one point if we get one of them right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's 10 points available. If you get the first name, not the club, or the club, not the first name. Stacks up. Everyone ready?
2: Yes. Um. um, 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 um. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: Any questions to be repeated? Mm, yes. No, no. We'll be fine.
2: No, we'll, man- we'll, man- we'll manage. Oh, what is it, what is it, what is it? Okay,
0: Jay, can you just flash your answers in front of me and then we'll get Tim to read out first, okay? Yeah,
1: there you go, there's my answers.
0: Yeah. So, far away. So, Tim, you all ready? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. first question, the two hookers, Tim.
2: Was it, it was Jack Singleton and I'm guessing the second one, Tom Dunn?
0: So, JB? I've only got, got? I've only got Jack Singleton. So, Jack Singleton is correct. Let me just get my scoring... Chart up so both one point. Uh, the other one was George McGuigan. Oh, uh. next one. Next one Italian teams, what year? 2007. Tim? 2009, I guess. Tim was closer, it's actually 2010. Yeah, well, no one gets it. it. Next? No points. Uh, next one Glasgow Warriors main shirt sponsor, Tim? BT Sport. Oh, it is. I said Malcolm. Malcolm's on the back. BT Sport is on the front. 2-1 oh, to Tim.
1: No, no, no.
0: Okay. H- h- historical English Premiership sponsors. Before Guinness, it was... Zurich. Tim? Zurich. Is correct. Before that...
2: Ugh. Oh. Is, it, is I, to, I don't have to get them necessarily in order. No, if no. I, but what okay. Well, courage is one of the ones. I know that was like the, was that the very first one? No, it was this courage. League. I, I thought it was Tetley.
0: Tetley is incorrect. Oh. Courage Brewery is correct.
2: Oh no! I, my my other guess was Tetley bitter, so we know that's wrong.
1: And the last one is NPI. Incorrect. What? Are you sure? Yeah. Who's the other one?
0: Allied Dunbar.
1: Oh, oh, no. Yeah. And I bob bought, bought NPI. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: the pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, uh, so, we're currently 4-2 to Tim. Next question. Uh, under-20s World Cup, JB? Georgia. Georgia. Georgia is correct. One point each. Uh, and the former Irish rugby star's son, uh-huh. who was the rugby player? Tim?
2: Um I've absolutely no idea, so I just guessed Tyrone Howe. Don't know. It
0: is incorrect. T Bren. T Bren is oh, yeah. co- is correct. Yes! Well done. Well done. So we're currently five four going into the last question. And that's there's... Trevor
2: Brennan, by the way, for anyone that's anyone yeah. T- knows who <laughs> T Bren is.
0: Trevor yeah. Brennan. Uh whose son is signed up for Toulouse as well, his 19 year old son. So it's a one point game. One-point game going into last question. So, Landman. No idea. Anyone have a first name or a club?
2: Uh, I'm pretty sure he has played for, I don't know if he's still playing for Newport Gwent Dragons. Oh, no. Like, no, no, that's... You, that's... Can't, you can't guess it now I've given, given that. Yeah. No, I think... Isn't it right? Like, oh, so... You can't, it's too late now, JB. And, and, I, and I know the first name begins with R, but I... Ruin... I, no. Yeah, I was it sounds South African. Is it it's a Landman R, but I don't know. But you went dragons is what I went for. So I don't know
0: the name. Tim, you have one point. Dragons is it. correct and first name is Reinard. So Lam, yeah. You were close.
1: Mm. Damn it. Locke, uh, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
0: L- looks like Brim Williams. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one. Uh Pyragos. Paragos. However you Henry. pronounce it. Henry from
1: Glasgow. Glasgow. Is correct. God damn it, I'm going to lose this.
0: Makes it
2: 8-6. I don't know about that, mate.
0: Okay, third one. Slimani. Stad? Stad
2: Francais. I don't know the first name.
1: I was going for like Matthew, spelt the French way. (laughs) Uh,
0: You both get one point. It's Rabah. Oh, right.
1: R-A-B-A-H.
2: So is it a one point game currently?
0: Uh, it's a two-point game still, with right. four points to play for. So, Gila- Giraldini, Giraldini.
1: Now I'm getting—I can't remember if this is the guy from Leicester. Definitely or, know the team. I definitely know the team.
0: Okay, Jay, do you want to go for? There's
1: a guy from Wasps. He went to Treviso and back to Wasps. So I'm going to Leonardo Gialdini. And
0: so you're saying Leonardo and what club? Treviso, but he's going back to Wasps this season. Okay, Tim, any re-raise on? Leonardo and Treviso
2: oh. I think you're right about Leonardo but I didn't write it down so I won't cheat um, okay. but but he went to Toulon this year I believe
0: oh Tim he didn't go to Toulon he went to Toulouse from Leicester
1: oh no oh so who am I thinking of the other Italian
0: uh, Cittadini Cittadini you're thinking of no, but
2: he definitely was at Leicester
0: he was at Leicester he so definitely what? was at Leicester so there's
2: one point in this now yeah
0: There is one point with the final question, (sighs) which is Combrink. Anything from you, Tim? Jay, can I see your phone? You may. Okay.
2: I'm going to have to... (sighs) I know the name. I don't know the team.
0: So it's one point game. Give me me the name. Ruin. Okay. And JB, I can confirm you also said Ruin.
2: Yeah, I did. and what I've got written down is sharks.
0: And I can tell you the sharks is incorrect.
2: Yes, it's the Lions.
1: Which means it's ten oh. all. Oh, let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. Just like <laughs> just the premiership final. It should have been left at a draw. No place kicking competition for this one? Not for me.
0: <laughs> did you read the rules of the place kicking
1: competition? Yeah. Uh, have you seen the, the new rules, Tim?
2: Yeah, yeah I, I I was I did feel As we were getting through uh, extra time, I was looking at them thinking, I don't know how Nick Mullins would have explained those succinctly (laughs) to people that had never heard of them before.
0: Yeah, they're a little bit complicated. I I was kind of wanting to see it just for the... It would be horrible to see a team lose like that, but to see how it actually worked. So So each team nominate three kickers, and then each one takes a shot from different positions. So you had... Fifteen meters out. Uh, no, sorry, twenty-two meters out, dead in front. Then twenty-two meters out, fifteen meters from each touchline. Then 40, forty meters out, dead in front, and then forty meters out from each so, touchline.
2: So I was thinking about how I'd explain it, and I'd say that each team would pick a player to kick from the right side, a player to kick from the left side, and a player to kick central. I, yeah, I tell them to. And, shut. Then it, and then it and then it moves backwards. Yeah. Um, in difficulty. So you would have picked, if you were Wasps, you would have had Sippers kicking from his left foot from the right side. Jimmy Gopper kicking off his right foot from the left side. And then. Elliot Daly. Elliot Daly. Not short sure on options, Straight are they Wasps?
0: Front. Yeah, they had good options. Whereas Exeter, because they'd taken off Devoto.
2: Yeah, so they, they on Slade. Had, Slade. They had Slade,
0: Slade and Steenson, but they didn't have another. Na- lefty. They didn't have another natural kicker, though.
2: Who would be Slade, the guy? Steenson and Who was playing fullback for them at the end? Dolman dollars went off, so it was um well,
1: uh, yeah. Dull. So
2: who's on the other wing? Short wasn't it? No Short did wasn't what? On... Short. Did uh, did Campagnaro Dolman.
0: Yeah, Campagnaro. Campagnaro.
2: Uh, yeah, i, w- I w- you would have I think I would have backed um... Witten? Maybe, but I think I would have backed Wasps to have come through that. Yeah,
1: I completely agree.
0: Although the pressure on Sippers is probably not a great place to be.
1: Yeah, it'd be, it would have been in, interesting to watch. I'm be, glad they didn't do that for them.
0: It'd be fascinating as a neutral mm. to be one of the teams and to have to lose like that, like Cardiff did against Leicester a few years ago when uh, Nugget, Martin Williams, missed the kick. And
1: so, did, but people forget this. I'm sure someone else missed the kick as well. Tom, Tom James missed the kick too. Did it? Yeah, but... I more... just
2: I just think all 15 players that were on the field have to kick. Yeah. That would, have, that would be fun. String it right
1: out. And, yeah, and then and just toss up the score at the end. Yeah. Watching people who've never kicked before yeah. is not pretty.
2: In fact, what it should be is the opposition pick the kickers for the other <laughs> team.
1: Oh, amazing. Amazing.
2: <laughs> well, Who would you pick? Uh, you'd, you'd, blatantly, uh, you'd just go front row, wouldn't you, really? Or the props, anyway. But,
1: well, you would. But what if you're playing You know, Sale oh, a few years ago and uh, um, oh, Cobblash yeah. was playing? Cobblash, so, yeah.
0: So I wouldn't pick the props because props often, they don't... From my experience, they don't necessarily like a warm-up. They like practising their place kicking. That's a good point. I would pick someone who's a real line-out technician, someone like Jeff Parlin. Someone who just can't control his feet properly. Well, there is no way that Jeff Parlin will waste any time that he's on a rugby field. He will be practising line-outs. He'll be practising hitting rooks. He'll be running through his line-out drills or studying the opposition. Haskell. I'd pick Haskell to kick.
2: Oh, I'd pick Haskell, definitely.
1: (laughs) Maybe Haskell. Uh, Who else would I pick Kicking wasps? nathan hughes i can't imagine kicking. yeah I you could do everything are all
2: about the the big body movements not about the fine motor skills so that's haskell to a t isn't it
1: yeah absolutely um i think it's time to look at what new zealand are, are, are offering the lions hey what's happening
2: bro it's business time business time
1: This week's instalment of What's Happening, Bro? Say, say, say about the meeting. Hey, what's happening, bro? Where Phil, because we're too lazy, tells us about the All Blacks team. So, what do we have? Oh,
2: okay, okay. No, I'd, I'd like to bring one thing to the table here.
1: Okay. Oh, oh, oh! That is
2: one thing that the the Kiwis have been doing uh, over the last week or two is bringing mind games to the table. Ooh! And they did it last week. We're going to get this. The media is going to be uh, trying to be the 16th man. And we got this with Jimmy, them having a pop at Jimmy Gopper. Little Jimmy. Little his... Jimmy, because he won the player of the year, won, won, won everything at the, uh, the Premiership Awards. They're saying, oh, my, a, a guy that just couldn't even get a look in is the best player they've got in England. That doesn't bode very well for the Lions. Well, now they're saying that Billy Vanapola... Uh, him leaving the tour has ended any chances of the lions that was the, the, he was their chance in one player and also get this this is one article from again i don't like i almost don't want to give them um exposure because they are an odious publication but no no
1: no no it's just opinion tim and actually they probably make some pretty decent points you don't like it but they do make some good points
0: Uh, Which one are you referring to, Tim? (laughs) Uh, uh,
2: So this is a quote from the newspaper about this Billy Vinopola story, saying how that's it, chance gone. But they go on to say, it's a crying shame for the Lions and for New Zealanders who want to see the best playing each other. It's an indictment of Saracens who have pushed Vinopola too far at the expense of the Lions and now selfishly want him repaired. It's an indictment... Selfishly want him repaired? Yeah. It's an indictment of the greedy English premiership Uh, and they use a a B word there, Um, Yeah. uh, owners who recently pushed for an 11-month season causing player revolt. It's an indictment of modern rugby which involves far too much bash. And perhaps it's an indictment of Wunepola himself. You feel he may not properly get the Lions. You feel his loyalties are with Saracens, who he calls such an amazing bunch of guys. By not even flying to Ireland to let Lions medical staff assess him, Wunepola has shown the Lions disrespect. Did you write that? No, that's what... That's, oh, right, what, sorry. That um, is what's waiting for the Lions in New Zealand. That's the local press. That's how, that's how they write about the Lions.
1: Okay. Uh, which, which bit do you disagree with, Tim? Uh, all of it. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I'm finding it difficult to agree with any well, of it. Well, here's, here's the thing, right? Everything's got a grain of truth in So, although the articles are maybe a little unnecessarily aggressive or nasty in their tone, yeah, they do have a good point about Jimmy Gofforth not ha- not having a sniff in New Zealand. I mean, that is a perfectly valid thing thing to say. We- do you not agree? Uh, well, for uh, one, we no, covered we covered that last week. Okay. Yeah, so, and
2: and you can say yeah, you can say oh, it's quite interesting. A guy that we overlooked is the best player in England. But what they've said is what they, the way they framed it was. Oh, look. A guy that's nowhere near ever been good enough to be an All Black is the best that they've got. Comp- How sad. And like
1: I say, the way that they've written about it isn't great. And, and so they, let they all... me just <laughs> put, put it another way, which is when they say they didn't even let him be examined by the line staff, I, I can see that being a little bit disrespectful. Um,
2: so you, you, you'd you fly Billy polar to Ireland... Uh, to confirm that he has, say, ankle ligament damage or whatever. it is it's, he's Yeah, not. it's his shoulder, isn't if, it? If shoulder. the Lions doctors wanted
1: to see him, maybe. Well, no. Why... Or I'd fly the doctor over, over yeah. to him. Why? Why are you? Why is the
0: problem with Billy Vunipola, the injured man, not travelling? Why is it not uh, Lions doctor, get I... o- get over to St Albans? I would
1: imagine the reason it wouldn't be is because the Lions squad were all were all together in Ireland last week. But the but Lions he... squad
0: have had a leaving dinner in London this week.
1: So are they back again?
0: Because well, they, they, they
1: were in Ireland, Ireland they're, fly, they're flying today, back holiday Monday.
0: Yeah, out of Heathrow. They're flying. So
1: Yeah, so when Billy was going to get examined, he would have had to go to Ireland because that's where the the, the Lion squad were.
0: Take the doctors over here.
1: Yeah, but what if the doctors
2: are needed over there with the other 30 <laughs> players? <laughs> or, I mean, that, that does or, make sense. I don't think that's... Or we start from a position where if there was any possibility of Billy Von going on a Lions tour, he would go on a Lions tour. Yeah. And the fact that he's not is nothing other than... Really, really disappointing for him. Maybe he just and, doesn't get it. Though. And, and, and when and when the <laughs> doctors say, "Oh, I'm sorry, you've done your shoulder," and um, you hear you can see the scans that there's no other, there's, there's, there's no conspiracy. Yeah, yeah I, I've got I, a
0: feeling this is an open and shut
1: case
2: yeah, I, that
0: doesn't need a second opinion.
1: I w- I wouldn't worry about it.
2: Um, I do
1: agree with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, I, it's just. I, I guess it's their take on things. And it, you know, it is good to, you know, stoke the fire stoke the fires a bit. I mean, they're not going to need to because I think the Lions are going to get absolutely troused. <laughs> but yeah, why, why why not, hey? But what's happening in New Zealand? Yeah, what what's happening, bro?
0: So, it's another week it's been, bro. another week and another two victories for New Zealand teams against Australian teams. Shock. Uh, so they so the Crusaders and the Highlanders both enjoyed uh more than forty-point victories against the Rebels and the Waratahs, respectively, and it has now been a full calendar year since an Australian Super Rugby team beat a Kiwi Super Rugby team. Oh my God! Uh, in That's the, embarrassing. In the overall Super Rugby table, the worst New Zealand team, the Blues, is ten points clear of the best Australian team, oh my the Brumbies. So they're having they're doing quite well. The uh, the Kiwi teams, although it is worth saying that top of the table uh, although they have played a game more is actually the Lions
2: wow because they don't because they don't have to play the Kiwi teams as much
0: yeah exa- It's exactly that so the, the Chiefs all of the Crusaders who but are unbeaten did the
1: Kiwi uh, teams come unstuck this week in South Africa I think the Blues lost didn't
0: they uh, the Blues drew against the Chiefs did
1: they draw, draw in the end yeah Hang on, no, no no wait but, who was over in South Africa this weekend uh,
0: the Canes smashed the Bulls by 40 points Good God! Uh, and the Crusaders and Highlanders both played against Aussie teams.
1: Oh, good God! Uh, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna the be massive.
2: Squad, the squad gets announced uh, next next Monday, I think, or next Tuesday, um, for the for the for the tour. We have for the squad.
0: We have seen someone resign this week as well. Who? Captain Kieran Reid has resigned till after the twenty nineteen World Cup. Hmm. And based it. on
2: what I've based on what I've seen, I, I think that uh, Reed will probably Reed will start the the, the test matches. Uh, Sam Kane will be the open side, and we were talking about the back row a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I don't think they can afford to risk someone who's not completely fit and firing. And for that reason, I think they're going to go Bristol bound. Lua Tua. well, I I predict he'll start the first test against the Lions. Hmm. See, I I
0: think I feel that's unlikely. Uh, I think they'll probably end up starting with Kane and Ardy. Um I, I think we saw we saw particular with, with um Piotr, they don't like to if someone's leaving they don't like to include them. So Piattau, as soon as he signed a deal with Ulster he was eligible for Yeah super true. he was eligible for the Tri Nations summer tours Tri Nations or Rugby Championship and the twenty fifteen World Cup but they dropped him they em- are immediately. Work, yeah. Uh, so I, I think they'll go For those two Assuming that Kano and uh, Squire uh, Are both unfit
1: So uh, Just let me get this right The Lions are leaving today Bank holiday Monday Out of Heathrow They're going to be in the air For how long? 40 You know 24 hours? Something like that Yeah God it's a long flight isn't it So then they get there So let's just work this out They lose a further 11 hours in the time difference Yeah So you lose like 36 hours So say Tuesday's gone They land say Wednesday morning Yeah Mid Wednesday afternoon, then they've got to get to the hotel. They're not going to be, surely they're not going to be out and about until Say Thursday,
0: uh, you'd, you'd hope they'd be out and about Wednesday, and they'll they'll probably have a training session to get the flight out the legs immediately on Wednesday. Do you reckon, they? like
1: as soon as they land, that they'll have a training session?
0: I would have. It'll be a light training session, but just get the legs going, lungs going
1: again. Is there anywhere we can find Lions news? And not like in depth. Here's a team. Just literally, what are they doing today?
0: Uh, Twitter is probably as good as anywhere, and. it J- James Haskell's Instagram. Instagram.: Yes. That will be very useful.
1: Wow. And then their first game is Although on.: That'll
2: Saturday. just let you know what. That will just let you know um, if Owen Farrell's annoyed or not <laughs> mainly.
0: He, he will most likely be annoyed.
1: Their first game is Saturday, and from what I can see, they've got 48 hours. Do you reckon they know their team before it plays, as in before they land? They must do, mustn't they?
0: Yeah, I would have. I would have thought they'll only announce it on the Thursday, probably. But they'll Gatlin will know it because he knows that anyone who played in the finals will be unavailable.
1: Oh sh- yeah, hang on. So those lads who played in the final, fi- the finals, yep. are they flying today as well? Or are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> That's that is so intense.
0: Yeah. So all the boys, uh, all the boys from du- who were in Dublin. So Liam Williams, Fox Davis. uh... CJ Stander, Connor Murray, they all travelled to Heathrow probably yesterday, and Good
1: then... God. So Jack, Noll looking at the Instagram posts from well, <laughs> he must be in a. He- I'm, I'm serious, he must be in hell of a way. Unless he decided not to not to drink with the lads, and I can't imagine so, he did that.
0: From what I saw, he did drink with the lads on the Saturday night, but then they all had. A... Did you see the pictures, Tim? You will have seen this. Do you see what they were wearing on the the Sunday session?
2: Well, just they were just doing speedos, loads of them.
0: There was a load of them just in speedos. There was also a load of them in what looked like uh, extras from Game of Thrones or Lord yeah. of the Rings Robin outfits. Hood, I, I thought it was. Well, it might have been Robin Hood, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think Jack Noel can't have done that because last night was the leaving dinner
1: in London. The leaving dinner for the Lions in London. Wow, excellent. Um. Oh, oh one last thing on the Lions. Stash. They've got red velvet blazers. <laughs> I knew you'd like them. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's a really
2: deep, deep
1: wine red, isn't it, as well? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It and the velvet. One. Oh, well done, boys. Well done. Yeah, um, yeah so, anyway, it'll be interesting to see what, see what team team they put out. And I'd love to know when they picked it, whether it is in this camp before they flew out, or when they land,
2: it's like, oh, shit, we need to pick a team. <laughs> they... <laughs> You'd hope they will have thought ahead, because we've the, we have talked about some positions, but the depth of this Kiwi squad is outrageous. Yes, um, I don't even I
1: don't even think you've come close to describing how good the depth is in in this Kiwi squad Tim. Yeah,
2: I, 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 it's it's incredible. It's just ridiculous that Sonny Bill Williams had a really good game for the Blues. He playing himself into a bit of form. Some filthy offloads. Uh, after breaking the game line and stuff, and I'm starting to wonder, I'm going, oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll be Crotty and Sonny Bill, and then you've got Leonard Brown, who's awesome. Oh, I just, oh, yeah. man. An Mappu- embarrassment.
0: Yeah, Lua Lu- Lu- Mappé and Fekitoa and Vince Arso. Uh...
2: Could they just play a team of centres? <laughs> you... Of world-class centres? <laughs> they play got... a really good back line of centres.
0: Yeah, your 10th choice centre would probably be pushing for a position in the Lions squad.
1: Yeah, is Sealy so um, New Zealander? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be absolutely <laughs> brutal. this tour. So next
0: week, when the the teams are announced, uh, the New Zealand squad is announced, I think we'll be looking at
2: the halfback
0: positions in the next episode of What's Happening, Brew.
2: Yeah, there's there's some things to watch out for for the Lions. We'll do this in the in the preview later on this week in the in the podcast that's coming, but. Watch out for CJ Standard's carrying a knock, apparently, and it's not great. There's a a few key players that aren't completely fit. Um, And I think we are going to see the attritional nature of the tour, definitely. But there's one one thing also I've just noticed, um, popping up on Twitter, and might be worth checking out, It could be one to play us out, boys, potentially, is at the Roundhouse for the farewell dinner... The Lions squad all performed Fields of Athenry.
1: Ooh, that sounds awkward. Awkward. Yeah,
2: well, they I got, think that sounds
1: fantastic. Well, they got the players to stand up and sing. Yeah, they all sang. Ooh, I'm not sure about that. Ah, oh, players, rugby players love a sing song. They you, do. They you do love a sing song. I love a sing song. I never do it, you know, in the roundhouse in front of in front of people. <laughs> Maybe more, you know, in front of my teammates on a bus or a crowded pub, but not for you, know, posterity purposes. No
0: way. <laughs> you're such a <laughs> cynic.
1: <laughs> oh, I just imagine. Say, oh, I, I can't I can imagine how awkward that that'd feel like shuffling with my hands and stuff. And oh, you're horrible. <laughs> oh, no, would not do that. would not want to do that. I wouldn't want to do that. Do... Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, shall we? Should we mention Leo Vegas? I think we. I think we should. Uh... Oh,
2: well, we've completely forgotten. We should just briefly mention England v the Barbarians. Oh yeah. Oh, well yeah. Good, Tim. Yes. Where, where, where Johnny May took his. Skills of running horizontally to new levels. Yeah, it really is. There should be a new statistic. Like, you have, you have meters made, defenders beaten. There should be horizontal yards just for Johnny May. Yeah,
0: lateral
1: yards. How does he get away with being a rugby player? Because <laughs> he's so fast. He's so fast,
2: isn't he? Yeah. He's such a peculiar character. Maybe he's so peculiar that's why it works. <laughs> <laughs> Bearing in mind it was an England like under 16s team, it, there was there's some good beards on the show as well. Was another observation. Well,
1: it's cool now, isn't it, for these kids? Coffee. Uh, Danny Care. Danny Care's
2: got rid of the high and tight haircut.
1: Yeah. Well, what's he sporting now? Shaved head. Like,
2: really shaved head. Hmm. Like just proper shaved.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. What is the future for Danny Care? I mean. Are you surprised that he's even involved in this game and that he's even around the England team anymore? Not because he's a bad player. He's a great player. He's been a great servant. But as looking at the Exeter team with Maunder and Townsend and there's a lot of young know, Yeah, well, yeah, Trudders, of course. Um, all these lads coming through. That's just Exeter. Does Danny care? and those sort of boys just stand out a bit now
2: as kind of... No. Nope. No? There's well, a World Cup in two years. We want to win the World Cup. I, I, I'm, I'm... Is Danny care the best option for that? Well, he's better than all those players you mentioned by quite some distance. Okay.
1: Yeah, I agree with I agree with Tim on this.
2: I don't think he's had a great
1: season. I don't think he's been very good when he's had his shot in the England jersey. I just wonder if it's time to move on.
0: Uh, I I think he's still a very very good player. I think he's still right up there. Uh, but also, you mentioned those two. There's two at Wasps who were un- ineligible to play. So you got you got well five players: Maunder, Townsend, Chudley. Robson Simpson mm. who would all be putting their hands up for this position Can I, say, I think who are te- all unavailable
1: Townsend a style of rugby which is perfect for Exeter I don't know how well he will transfer over to the international game when someone wants him to do something else but uh, I like him a lot
2: I, I, th- I th- at the moment I know Maunders is very young but I actually bearing in mind he started the season on the bench for Cornish Pirates uh, he's he's been great I actually prefer him to maunder on the, on the strength of what I've seen his service is a lot quicker and yeah.
1: sharper uh, I'm going to say something controversial now ready go on if Exeter Chiefs have got salary cap issues which they might do going forward because obviously they're champions now so they're going to have to pay their players eventually like champions that would make sense right uh,
0: yes but they, get, they do get the credits
1: the, yeah, English credits, academy, the academy credits and the English qualified player, player think is looking more and more expendable every year and I think they could actually get get rid of. Go on, Slade. Uh,
0: <laughs> I think they need to decide what they're going to do with Slade. I said it at the start of the season. I'm I'm certain that he has all the skills uh, at at his disposal to be a world class fly half. A
1: good fly half, yeah. Except for the mental skills.
0: But well, but with every passing year, you're eroding the opportunity to do it, and if you play him you certainly in the short term you will be conceding something but because you know he's not yet as
1: good as uh, Steenson I don't even think Steenson's the problem for him I think the problem for him is Simmons below Steenson so i think i think they're going to bring in Simmons through as the as the next 10 sorry that's Steenson or Simmons Simmons through as as, as the next 10 uh do you think? Yes. I, I, so he played could. one game, two games this year. I just, I've got, I've got a sneaky feeling about it, and I know that they rate him very highly. Uh, so that would mean he he plays like like twelve position. But Devoto is is a better version again. Yeah. So do they just keep a very expensive utility player around on big money, or do they move on? Well, I, I think for him, if
0: if he can't, it depends where he wants to play. If he wants to play centre, or if he wants to play tent long term. But if he can't get game time, which he's not had as much game time as he should have done this year, Mm. maybe the best thing for him is to move on as well.
1: What what, what do you think, Tim? Am I just crazy saying that?
2: I don't think you're crazy, but I also think that Henry Slade actually, just when you look at Instagram and you hear him talk, he's a real family-oriented fella and very seems very very humble I, I, I'm, and... not, I'm not suggesting he should leave his family though. no 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 i know i know that but i mean i i actually think he's very very settled Throw his family is, in and... a
1: wood chipper and go to
2: bath <laughs> <laughs> i uh i think it's a it seems to be a really good environment for him and i and i think that it's just, it's a squad game now and i also think that he's he's still very young what is he 23 i don't know is he that young I mean,
1: he's a cracking player. Maybe you just keep him around. I don't know. I, I'm, just, I'm just ruminating here. That's all. Uh,
0: Henry said 24. He just turned 24 a couple of months ago. Mm.
1: Excellent. Right. Uh, let's leave it there, shall we? Um, do we want, unless you want to do some Leo Vega stuff, but we are going to do lots of other podcasts. So oh, just, I, was just, you know. I, was
2: just, I was just briefly on the England bar bars. Um, just a toy. Didn't realise how much of a softly spoken man he was. Yes. I mean, he was so, So ruthless on the field. And also, did you watch the halftime adverts? There was a Rubicon advert. If
0: uh, you've not
2: seen it, um, I've not seen it. It's 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 possibly one of the worst adverts I've ever I've ever seen. Wow! Um, wow! It was it was it was bizarre. It was really pickled my head a little bit. So it, it's basically a bottle of water humping a mango. In fact, it was a, it's a bottle of water going round and. Just playing loose with a load of different fruits, just having an or- <laughs> having a fruit orgy. Um and that is the Rupert We've all been Rupert. there.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's your fruit of choice, JB? I couldn't
1: possibly say. Absolute. <laughs> can can yes. <laughs> Better not <laughs> <of> squash.
0: <laughs> oh, I do love a a big, big pineapple.
1: Mm. Delicious. Fresh pineapple. Um I oh well I as we're talking about barbarians, congratulations to Jamal Ford Robinson, who
2: is now officially an England player. Uh, well, it's a non-test game. Well, no, that's, game. Not, that's, that's, that's oh, no. not. That's a non-cap game, as it should be. Yeah, as, yeah. As it should as it should or shouldn't be, whichever way you look at it. Can I? No, but I was, I was, was going to say about this. We've um, just briefly, when you were touching upon, you know, these young guys like Maunder and Co coming up the ranks again. I just, I know a lot of them couldn't be involved. It was great to see Mark Wilson playing, and yep. that was a guy that deserves that England shirt, and and it's it's overdue, in my opinion, being in and around that squad. And I hope that that translates, but. Just again, going forward, I don't want to see lots and lots of kids under-15s England run out. So I want to see the the best possible players you can put out there in every game as we lead up to the Can World I make
1: a, a suggestion? It's not popular because I know everyone loves, loves the Barbarians. I'm not one of them. Why not give that test window to a Tier 2 nation?
0: Yeah, good idea.
1: It's better than having the old boys club rock up again.
0: Uh. <laughs> I do quite like the, the barbars. I love the idea that they get thrown together on a day. They have two or three nights out leading yeah. up to the game. And that's actually they, what they do. They run around in a park for a couple of hours <laughs> and then they go and play against an international side. I love that. Yeah, it is the, cool. the history of it as well. And the, yeah this was this was some barbarians team as well. Yeah. And some quality names, quality operators.
1: But even like barbars against a tier two night. I mean I just think like it seems like an unnecessary way to spend an international game. I mean, you could actually play two tier, tier 2 teams. You can have one against England, one against the ball balls if you really wanted.
0: You could do, yeah. Make a day
1: of it. Yeah. So I just think there's a better way to use this time than what they're doing.
0: Um, probably, so we didn't learn a huge amount about England. Probably one of the best things is...
1: Curry's man of the match, sell shots? Well, well
0: yeah. So Curry and <sighs> Underhill... England have actually got two, probably genuine athletic scavenger type open sides.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, two Curry's, so three. So three, yeah. Because
0: yeah. <laughs> those Curry boys are near identical. Exactly right. I mean, Ben was supposed to play, but then Tom ended up playing.
1: So in Robot Wars, there is a rule called uh, for Clusterbots. <laughs> so like, you can have you you can have your robot, and it can separate into two. But if one of the robots is um, is rendered inoperable. Then they're both disqualified. I wonder if they can do the same kind of thing with the Curry Boys.
0: Or we'll play them both, or so we'll play sixteen players. Sixteen players. But then, if one Currys of them gets don't... injured, yeah, or one of them gets yellow card, you're down to fourteen men.
1: Exactly. Robot Wars uh, cluster bot rules. <laughs> uh, In- interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll run it past Bill Beaumont next time. Yeah. We see him.
0: yeah. Um, and one of the. I
2: uh, I, I don't. Ex- I, I, again i'm not against it for this experience well, game but yeah i'm definitely not against cluster <laughs> bots. um but i i don't we're talking about players again i think even talking about Maunders as an england scrum half or the curries as an england seven i just it's way 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 before time and i don't expect to see them again in an england squad and again i may well be proved wrong i'll be happy to be proved wrong but i don't i don't expect to see him in an england squad before the world cup well well, you, well you'd
0: hope you'd see him in an england squad before a world cup but cause... But those two and Underhill do offer something genuinely different to Robshaw or Haskell or Itoji or Wood or the people who've played that.
1: Yeah, yeah that's true. That's fair. I'll absolutely. go on further as well. I think actually it's nice to talk about, talk about the Curries. I think Underhill is the more established of the, Yeah, absolutely. The
0: three. It'll be interesting to see so he's at Bath next year. We will see him week in, week out. Way,
1: Bath with him and Mercer. Talk about building for the future. Well,
0: uh, Francois Lowe as well. Francois, Francois Lowe, sorry, not for Bill for the Future, but someone for those two to learn off yeah. is brilliant.
2: Uh, hmm. And
0: And, uh, and they
2: uh, Underhill is out of the England Tour to Argentina, I believe, now with injury. Is he? Uh, oh.
0: That is a shame, because he's been injured a bit this season as well, hasn't he?
2: Yeah. So He can still play for Wales then. So he gets
1: that
0: first cap, he's still eligible. <laughs> well, now he won't be living in Wales.
1: Yeah, but he's got his residency, has he?
0: No, because it needs to be three years continuous res- residency directly
1: before you're capped. Oh, well, that's the end of that then. That's the end of that dream.
0: <laughs> he could play for the USA though.
1: I would do that. I'd do that based on this. If it ever picks up, uh, kicks off in America, and it might well do, it might well do. You would be captain, Erica. You'd have the whole <laughs> continent to yourself. You have the NBC job that Corbusier. I mean, Sierra just has. A, a Italian American.
0: grand, uh, sorry, Italian American grandfather. Yeah,
1: and like he's, a bit. Yeah, and he's got a job with NBC. <laughs> yeah. Sam Underhill would, would own NBC by the end of it. I mean, that, that's his move. But what do I know?
0: Right. Before we get into, or oh, really, as a lead up to getting into this week's Leo Vegas, shall we talk about the top fourteen semi-finals? Mm-hmm. And the only really important points to them was the the red cards. Which probably the most important red card of the weekend was the Tom Wood one, which was oh, Stad France against Northampton. Tim, have you seen this?
2: Yeah. Idiot.
0: What what's your take of this?
2: Um I think actually I would have given Tom Wood a red card for his behaviour after the stamp, when the referee gave him a red card. Um bleating and moaning and having a pop at the player on the floor going, Look and it was partly Tom Wood's behaviour which brought about a big chant around the whole stadium of cheat, 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 cheat from the Saints fans, which, who didn't cover themselves in any glory at that moment either. Um, I am so so conflicted on on this because I just said immediately, red, off, gone, because I know the laws and it's stamp on head, gone. I mean, there's no... No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right. Studs made contact with face. Fair enough. I'm happy with the red card. I'd also be happy if the ref went, right, you weren't... That was really, really reckless. Go and sit down for 10 minutes. I wouldn't have been against that, but I understand how the laws... But let's just stop describing it as a stamp because it wasn't a stamp. I,
0: it depends on your definition of a stamp. Was... He, he, didn't, he did not slam his foot down, but he put right. his foot on a player's head. As a it's a pretty emotive word, isn't it? It is. That, for me, it's absolute cast iron red card. It, it, reckless is probably the right word to describe it, Tim. I'm not saying there's any intent there, but it was reckless. Yeah. But as you said, his reaction after it, I thought, was absolutely appalling. And if the if the the contact with the head is a red card and a three week ban, I I would suggest that that should be doubled or possibly worse because his he's shouting at the referee. I bet he plays on. I bet he plays on and it's accusing. Not really him. the point, is it? it's it's, it's definitely not the point. <laughs> it should be nothing to do with it. Um, he really embarrassed himself there. I I feel.
1: So agreed. Uh, I'm gonna have to say, it probably is a stunt. But then, you know, Whatever happens to just getting up and playing? I mean, that's what the I bit know, that oh I God, miss. Th-
2: that would that wouldn't have even. I'm not necess- I'm not going all the good old days, but I don't like. There's there's a slight political correctness again, let, let, which is why I'm trying to get away from. Let's get away from emotive or descriptions which actually like a stamp is like a, a willful all reckless aggressive act to hurt someone it wasn't a stamp he got his foot in a place where a guy's head was fine i'm not totally against it being a red card but equally that like that anyone who played the game 30 years ago would just be shaking their head what
1: yeah so i mean what you need i i, I got stumped stumbled on the face once uh, abigaily of all places um not a rugby game but still um yeah, so you get a stamp, you're crying inside, and it's really painful, but you get up and you play on because you're not meant to show any weakness. I just don't, I don't like this rolling, it's almost incentivizing players to stay uninjured. injured. And from that kind of point of view, yeah, Tom Ward embarrassed himself, but I do kind of see it. I mean, he did play on. <laughs> you know, I think Tom Ward was completely wrong to express himself the way he did, but I am sick of players, as soon as something happens, lying on the floor for a, a little bit longer or... That was it. There's a stamp, sir. I'm going to hold my head, or whatever it may be.
2: Do you know what? I'm, I'm, this is what you get when you uh, when you make it all about letter of the law. Yeah. You, 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 you believe you believe in me now. You heard me years ago. I think you heard me years ago, but either
1: way, I think we're singing from the same hymn sheet here. Yeah. Um, so from that red
0: card, there were two red cards. In the top 14 finals, one for La Rochelle who lost to Toulon at home, uh, which was for a tip tackle on James O'Connor. Oh, okay. Either have you seen it? Nope. Is it worth nope. saying? Uh, it's it's worth. It it was a definite red card. It was it was fair. Again, is uh, it, it is the okay? It felt reckless. I, I'm not sure to be honest. I Hope so.
1: Oh, hang on. He's not banned. For... I thought he's banned.
0: Uh. No, I don't think he ever failed a drug test oh perfect, so yeah he's he played played twelve um definite red card, probably again, close rather than uh any intent or certainly that's the way I'd like to think of it, but definite red card, and then uh Clermont versus Racine, which was a one of the most chaotic games I've ever seen, particularly in the second half after Clermont were twenty points up at half time. And then Flip Van der Moer took off Teddy Thomas's head. Yep, I've Thir- seen this one. 30 seconds into the second half, which just completely opened the game up. Yeah. Uh, and Chris Masoe, playing his final game at 38, scored two tries and slotted a conversion uh, when Racing lost by, by six points.
1: Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? I mean, at least we never have to wonder what rugby would look like if it was treated as an amateur sport with loads of cash in it. <laughs> uh I'll be interested to see how the how how the top fourteen pans out in the final. And it would be amazing to see Richard Cockrell and Mike Ford walk away with the top fourteen title. After all those everything that those two boys have been through um this season, last season, to be, to become champions would be, be unbelievable. And then lose their jobs at the end of the season. Of course they're gonna lose their jobs <laughs> at the end of the season. Uh so yeah.
0: Chaotic, chaotic game, but it does mean that we have a Leo Vegas pick of the week this week.
1: Uh, you will in a second. Of course, Tim isn't here to do the to do the stuff, so I, I I won't do the do the music. Um, Should we just
2: do our picks? So we've got Leo Vegas bet of the week. The final is it's Toulon.
0: Toulon Clermont.
2: Clermont. Clermont, Clermont. by a lot, Done. I added. There we go.
0: Done. Uh, so we have seen repeats of this final in the past. Uh, although with a stronger Toulon team and a weaker Clermont team, so I have to agree. Uh, Clermont surely are gonna. I know they they're very bad in finals. They've got this horrendous record, but surely Clermont. Unless one of their second rows does something, or one of their players does something stupid again and gets a red Claremont card. Clermont by 15. Yeah, give me Clermont by 10 points.
1: So do you know? So if you go to Leo Vegas, you'll see that we tweet tweet the link. You can actually bet on our scorelines, so there'll be Phil's scoreline, my scoreline, and Tim's scoreline. So you're twelve points. Wait, sorry, were you twelve? I'm ten. Ten I'm fifteen. by ten. Phil, uh, Tim. Claremont by eight.
0: Mm.
1: Unanimous. Claremont will be the champions. Hear us now. Believe us later.
0: So unanimous after we all correctly predicted Exeter.
1: Yes, and I cr- just pre- I predicted Scarlets. Did you predict Scarlett? I certainly did. Wow. Check the records. (laughs) Very good. Excellent. Right, let's leave it there, boys.
0: Now, we will be back for uh, an MWLP, Midweeks Lions podcast. Uh, Thank you. Uh,
2: Just Lions part one. Lions episode one, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Which will probably most likely be coming out on Thursday morning. But we'll watch our twitter feed at rugby podcast and we'll keep you updated on when we're recording it
1: exactly so until then you can find us on twitter at rugby podcast you can find us on acast leave us reviews on itunes which is always very much appreciated uh, and until we see you next time let the boys play thank you very much phil thank you jb thank you very much tim let the boys play Bye bye